Hey guys, Jake Finlayson here. And Kiara. And we are outside today. It's 2021. And it is beautiful. So we are living our best lives in San Diego <laughs> outside. Unlike people all over the, the rest of the United States. Yeah, sex to suck. Yeah, unfortunately for other people who don't get this opportunity. So today we are talking about... Bubbly. Bubbly. Well. And more specifically. So, well, here's the thing. I had intended to have multiple vineyards. But New Year's Eve was last night, and I drank some of the other. But I did want to save this one to talk about today. Well, two. So we're instead highlighting a new vineyard that's actually not even open yet. I think they're opening in spring of 2021. Don't quote me on spring, though. That part could be wrong. Uh, it's called Mia Marie. And so we'll talk a little bit about them. Highlight their bubblies that we have here. If you look at our Instagram, you can see the awesome impromptu labels that they put on for us. Nice. Because you can't even buy it yet. No. Which means we're special. We're so special. We already knew that, though. Wow. <laughs> All right, so you want to talk about... Yeah, about memory. Yes. So, really cool. Um, the owners are John and Amelia Redmond. Um, Amelia goes by Mia, and that's where the name comes from, so she's the namesake. Uh, they're pretty cool. We got to meet them. We went and visited for a tour with the winemaker Faith, uh, Faith Lawson. So, female-owned, female winemaker. And actually, when I went to pick up these bottles, I got to meet the tasting room manager uh, that will be heading up the tasting room. And she's also female, which is awesome. Wow. That's actually yeah. pretty rare, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and yeah, so this is actually Faith's first winery that she's worked at as head of winemaker. Um, and so how we got connected with them was I was following her. I saw her. I'm part of the Women's Wine Alliance and saw stuff about the vineyard. And... Um, and she actually came to visit Rafila one time, and my friend talked to her a little bit. And um, so I started following her on Instagram, and she posted that she was looking for people to help with pruning in early early this year. And I was like, I'm down to learn some new stuff. <laughs> um, so then we actually went on a tour. Jake, uh, Sam, and I, and Sam's friend, went on a tour of the vineyard, uh, got to taste a couple of her wines, got to meet her. I uh, got to chat with them for quite a long time. If I wouldn't have had to work, I would probably have stayed there mm -hmm. a lot longer. I think so. Uh, they, they're they wonderful people. Everyone who's involved, even John, Mia's uh, husband, is yeah. an amazing person, too. They're delightful to talk to, sit down, and, you know, they talk to us about their inspiration and everything. And, you know, it's a place that I'll definitely support when I'm down here in San Diego. Yeah, for sure. Um. So their wines have actually, even though they're not open, they've actually won a couple of awards already. Um, so they have won that we're going to talk about. Do you want to pause? No, I can, I can edit it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll just edit it out. With, okay. So yep. uh, Play ball. All right. Okay. Go ahead. So. They're, they have one that keeps winning awards that we're going to talk about in a future episode that I don't want to spoil. Um, 
but it won Best San Diego County White Wine at Toast of the Coast. So Toast of the Coast is um, like kind of a competition they do at the Del Mar Fair or San Diego County Fair, whatever they call it these days. I still call it the yeah. Del Mar um, Fair. So yeah, and they're located in Highland Valley, uh, almost on the way up the mountain. So it's not quite as far as like where you'd find Cardiano, but it is up the mountain for sure. Mm-hmm. Beautiful views. Yeah, their property is what, 100 acres? 105. 105 acres. Yeah, and it used to be an, an avocado. avocado. Yeah, <laughs> farm. I like how we said that in unison. Love the avocados. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just really cool. They have decomposed granite soil, I remember her telling us. Um, yeah, just some really cool stuff going on. I do have their their uh, future wine club pamphlet in front of me, and it's a good deal. So when they open, you guys should definitely check them out. What is it? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Okay, that. never mind. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. Secrecy. Sworn to secrecy. Yeah, I don't know. Just in case they change it before they open. Okay. But you literally get like a 360-degree view oh, yeah. of the Highland Valley. Yeah. You can see everyone. You can even see Orfila. Yeah. The tasting room is... Or well, where they're going to put the tasting room is in an interesting location oh, as well. Oh, beautiful! So, it used to be a tennis court up there. I'm getting a nosebleed. Are you really? Yeah. I don't see any blood. <laughs> it's on my finger right there. You're not bleeding. It's dry right there. Okay, I don't think it's going to fully bleed. I think it's just a spot. All right. False alarm, guys. I'm good. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I, know. I swear, I had a chill New Year's Eve. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we have in front of us? So in front of us is, let me pull my notes because I put the bottle away already. It's the Grenache Blanc, sparkling. So it's, they're calling it a pet gnat, but Faith's notes. Um, said, conventional, wine, conventional winemaking techniques with a nod to the natural style of pet gnat. Uh, we've talked about pet gnats before on the show. Um, if you don't remember... Says for petulant, petulant natural. I'm probably butchering it like I do every time. Um, but everything kind of happens in bottle, and it just naturally, uh, you know, ferments bubbles or bubbles. Yeah, that secondary fermentation that makes it bubbly happens naturally. It's the same thing in beer. Yeah, a lot of like Belgian places do yeah. secondary fermentation and in so bottle. I, yeah, we talked about it on the Charlie and Echo episode. If you guys haven't listened to that one, definitely listen to that one because we get more into more detail about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does make the wine conventionally before all that. Um, she said it has low SO2, so low sulfuring, um, no commercial yeast added, natural acid of unripe grapes. It was bottled at 1.8 bricks, and then it was cold stabilized and then disgorged four months after bottling. Um, we've talked to scourging before, right? Oh no, that was bit. for the other wine. That's for the bottom one. Shoot, I messed that up. <clears throat> Spoiler alert! It's okay. You want to talk about the tasting notes? Yeah, sorry, I'll go to the right one. So her tasting notes. Okay, so back to where I was with this one. Conventional wine making techniques with a nod to the natural style of pet nut. It said poor man's champagne or redneck champagne. Nice. <laughs> Um, her tasty notes are hard apple cider, pear, guava, pineapple, upside down cake, plantain. Your empty glass will smell like daisies or fresh cut flowers. So I got a question. So when mm-hmm. I'm twirling mine around, right, and it's getting on the side, I see some like type of like like sprinkles coming down. Do yeah. you know what that is? Are you getting that? 
I don't have any. Yours is probably it's yours is probably, a little bit more mine's pretty bubbly. Bubbly. Um, I got the very first pour from it. Mine that could be leftover yeast, maybe. Mm. Uh, it was called stabilized, so it's probably not tartrates. But who knows? Probably know, a little bit a, of yeast. I mean, it does have legs on it too, a little bit. It's probably leftover yeast from dis- like after disgorging. There's still a little left, if I had to guess. Cool. I think, yeah, that bottle did have a couple floaters. Yeah. This one didn't. I was like, one of them had some floaters, and it was not the rosé one. No, it's just interesting. I mean, yeah. it tastes fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I just, just finished mine because I had a smaller pour. So this was the one that we actually had when we were on the tour. Yeah, and I loved it. It was good. Yeah. It was awesome. All right, let's see if this one bubbles over. I yeah, this one, this one glass, was a though. gusher. The... The Grenache Blanc was an absolute gusher. So I'm pretty sure that's how it's supposed to I be. I take like my headphones too. off so I have yeah. to turn. Just in case. We'll see. Natural. It's... Same. It's going to gush. Not quite as bad. Uh, nope. It's good. Just normal. Normal normal bubbles. Effervescence. Yeah, it's not bubbling over. Nice. So what, what would you say it tastes like? For the Grenache? Yeah, for the Grenache. Um, what are you getting? What are so you the getting? first thing that hits me is the apple, for sure. Um, okay, well, um, so for me, the taste notes on this, I get the apple, like, immediately. It's the first thing that hits me. I was getting a lot of pear, that bottle that we I had. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Some pear comes through, more on the palate. Pineapple, for sure. I don't know if I'd necessarily say pineapple upside down cake, but I'm also allergic to pineapple, so I only know the smell of it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are actually... <laughs> every loud vehicle is going yeah. by. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty floral. It's like wildflowers, though. It's not like roses or anything. It's like... You know what I mean? In California, we have a lot of wildflowers. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Plantain is an interesting, interesting. I've never actually thing. had plantain. Oh, really? I, I'm allergic to bananas. I've just always avoided them. Huh. I figured I was allergic to them. Well, that's unfortunate. For I you. know. I've heard they're fantastic. And you're also allergic to guava. I huh? am. Yeah. So you're literally yeah. almost allergic to every single one of these uh, tasting notes. It smells here. like so like fresh, ripe fruit. Like yeah. it's like so mm-hmm. juicy smelling mm-hmm. that I just want to be like, wow, I want to be sipping this by the pool. Yeah. Was, you know what I mean? It's like it, a little bit. So last night I drank um, the cool wine that I was going to be talking about last. If we did one, which we've talked about Orfila before, but it was an Orfila. Um, we stumbled upon some 2013 sparkling wine. Orfila in uh, our winemaker was kind enough to let me take one home. And... Um, I had it last night. After it opened up, it was, like, super floral. And it's the same kind of floral note that comes through on this one. That's kind of just like that. It's like like wildflowers. It's like you're in a field and you smell the nice aroma of flowers. Hmm. And it's a sim- it, like, reminds me of the one that I had last night. Gotcha. The one last night was much, obviously, deeper because it's a little bit older. So it's, like, more honeyed. Fruit was totally different. but That's because it's aged. Yeah, Aging totally different. gives... Things, different flavor characteristics. But the floral is like totally similar. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And there's like a little green note too. Yeah. Do you 
Do you want to move on to the Tempranillo Rosé? Yeah, I poured myself too much of this one. Yeah. So that's because that one's I'll so start good. talking about it um, since I already told you all the details on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was the one that I was talking about that she gave us the, the winemaking detail. So it has a low sulfur, um, no commercial yeast, um, bottled at 1.8 bricks. And cold stabilized, then disgorged four months after bottling. So they're actually in the process of disgorging this one right now. Yeah. Which she, when we got to try this one at the vineyard, uh, she actually disgorged it in front of us for us to try oh, it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was right. Which was pretty cool. So how long do these usually age? Um, I don't know. Actually. I, you know... Don't I'm not the best at sparkling wine. Yeah, I don't know much Disclaimer. about that. They're pet nuts either. So. And yeah. But they're probably not something that you want to like have sit for. I wouldn't to say. Years. So the first thing that I see when I look at a bottle of this is that it's a clear bottle. Mm-hmm. And that immediately tells me it's not meant to age. Yeah. Uh, because it's not protecting it from any light. Which, as you know, same thing with beer. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of where my head's at. And that's where I take my hints, is usually from the bottling. That doesn't. That's not like a permanent. So like enjoy. Matter fresh. of fact thing. Yeah. Because like if you look at Orfila's wines, a lot of them are in dark uh, yeah. bottles, and that yeah. doesn't mean you should age all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have our Viognier's in the dark bottles. It doesn't mean I'm gonna sit on my Viognier for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's just my take of the bottle. Yeah. I haven't tried this one yet. Again, I haven't had it since the vineyard. Mm-hmm. It's funky. interesting. It is. Yeah, you I get like the, it. the funk on the nose, uh-huh. and then you definitely get it on the taste. Uh, I remember the little funk when we had it. Tempranillo can do that. So it's a rosé of Tempranillo, I feel like we should mention. Um, rosé of Tempranillo. That, that cherry is cool. Yeah, I was definitely getting a little bit more of that strawberry rhubarb that she mm-hmm. has put in her tasting notes. More oh, than, those, yep. more than the, the cherry. Mmm. I totally get cherry and strawberry. Um, oh, yeah, maraschino. She says, reminiscent of maraschino cherry and strawberry rhubarb. Wild yeast gives a soft old world funk. Yeah, definitely a little bit of funk in here. Yeah. It's not like. I like to call it the Spanish funk. Mm. That kind of like. This is going to sound bad, but I, I think of it in a nice way. Like a sheepy thing. Like, like a, a sheep goat. cheese. Oh. Has that little funk. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that. It's like a, a nice little funk. Goaty, almost. Yeah. But when I say that, but it's like not I'm like being barnyard. insulting, and I'm not. No, no, no. no. There's like definitely it. like good cheeses, and yeah, definitely... you know what I mean. It's like that, like a sheep cheese versus mm-hmm. a cow cheese has that mm-hmm. little funk. Yeah, it's like that. Well, and you're gonna get that from wild yeast from mm-hmm. time to time. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I can't. I cannot believe the cherry and strawberry notes on this. It's like candy. It's like candied cherries, maraschino cherries, totally like a, like a Shirley Temple. It is interesting. I don't think I've had anything quite like this. What would you like pair this with if you had to? What is normal? Let's do this. What's this like a normal Tempranillo mm-hmm. like from Orfila? Because Orfila has one. What mm-hmm. would you pair that with? And then what would you pair this oh, Tempranillo yeah. totally Rosé with? Because they're completely different. So a regular Tempranillo. Um, well, I guess Orfila's Tempranillo is not really your regular Tempranillo. Um, well, you can do three. You can do... 
Tempranillo and then or Fila Tempranillo and then okay. Tempranillo Rosé. So like Rioja. Mm-hmm. Just kind of depends um, on the age of it too, but I like to put it with meat myself. Um, like red or meat. something like um, those cheeses, like I was talking about. Because you know my favorite saying, what grows together goes together. Yep. Um, honestly, my favorite thing to have Tempranillo with is going to be like salamis mm. and, and meats like that. Mm-hmm. And um, cheeses that are like either sheep cheese, something like manchego, something like that. You know, something a little bit sharper. Like a Spanish funky. type cheese. Yeah. A lot of people put it with meat. You know, it just kind of depends on your taste. Okay. Or Fila's Tempranillo is a little bit bigger. I put it with uh, meat. Mm-hmm. I put that with my short rib roast that I make. Gotcha. Now, what about this rosé? Because it, it changes everything completely. Yeah. Um, so this one, I, it's a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Which is natural with the rosé. Um, not Ish. necessarily. It's, it's always going to be lighter and fruitier with a rosé because the lack of skin contact. Yeah. Well, not necessarily fruitier, but it's always going to be lighter. The lack of skin contact takes away that tannin, um, a lot of that deep flavors. Um, so this one, I mean, probably be nice with, like, a nice salad, something light. I wouldn't put it with anything too heavy, but it does have some body, so you can put it yeah. with some chicken if you really wanted to. I kind of wish I had, like, a shrimp cocktail in front of me. It would probably be really, pretty good. Ooh, shrimp cocktail. Yeah, the acidity of that we'll probably, cocktail sauce. Yeah, probably. Give it a and nice then a little smash. spice with the sweetness. Probably be bomb. Yeah, when I was asking uh, John about the, like, inspiration for their wine, he said definitely, you know, it's not, like, a traditional place where we're trying to match, like, Italian wine or Spanish wine or... Mm-hmm. Uh, anything like that he's saying i want to make a wine that is just about san diego so i can definitely see this like you're having this with a nice salad yeah i like that they didn't choose like a theme Theme. yeah they were like what's gonna grow well here yeah what are we gonna be able to do Mm -hmm. and what do people around here like to drink yeah and you know those were the things that they they said that they considered and and so because of that they said they didn't really go in intending to have white wines but they make a lot of white wine because people around here Drink like to be outside in the nice warm weather mm-hmm. and what goes great with that yeah, white wine and sparkling yeah. wine it's like what would i want to take to the beach on the summer like totally not like that you can legally drink but this is something that i would want to oh, take totally to both 100 oh, both, both of these would yeah. be delicious yeah um the way that they describe their styles of wines um they said that they handcraft wines in traditional styles offering aromatic whites refreshing rosés and elegant reds mm-hmm. They venture, they venture into offbeat wine techniques, including pet nuts, which we're enjoying, and fresh reds via carbonic maceration. I love carbonic maceration. We're going to have to get one of those yeah. when they come out. I was going to say, we're going to have to get them on the pod when, when they <laughs> open. Um, Definitely. I think we should just go up there Yeah. with all of them. Yeah. Um, so their wines have won awards, including the one that I told you guys about that I'm not going to spoil yet for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they have 10 acres um, planted. So far. Mm-hmm. So they have like 95 more acres that they could plant if they wanted to. Um, they showcase carefully cultivated wines matched to the unique soils and microclimate of the Highland Valley. With meticulous care and love for farming at Mia Marie, 
We nurture our vines year-round to deliver the highest quality grapes. Nice. Yeah. Which they really have. That's a really good climate because it's a little bit elevated, too. Mm-hmm. And so you get the heat from that valley, but then you also get those cool nights. So that diurnal shift is really important with a lot of varietals. You say diurnal? Yeah. Interesting. That's why it's cold. I like to get my fancy words in here and there. What's the, the ABV on this? It's like around 12? 12, 12.2. I didn't nice. notice what the first one was. I put it back in the fridge. Yeah, Sorry, this, everybody. I failed you. This guy's got some legs on it, too. Yeah, it's good. I really like it. I do, too. It, it's not It's not something that you would is. come across every day. You could day eat this either. with a piece of pie. Ooh, with like a strawberry rhubarb pie. Or cherry. Together. Cherry pie, yeah. Ooh, oh, my God. We should make Shirley Temples with this. Like Ooh. a spritzer Shirley Temple thing. That'd be so bomb. Probably would be. Coming soon to a podcast near you. (laughs) Shirley Temple. I wish I had Sprite because I would do it. All I have is those strawberry sodas from Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is what I got to say about the first one. I do. I know a fair amount about fine food (laughs) and drink. Um, This is a white. You're so smart. That's uh, that's about all of my uh, wine knowledge. You're a little better than that. I know. Just you know bit. when they have an oaky afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Should have put there on, had that on there. I suppose. Gets me every time. <clears throat> I also like on Parks and Rec when they go to the Psalm competition <laughs> and they like enter it, which is, I feel like that's just not a thing that happens. But, um,. It's just so funny. It cracks me up. Well, now the office can only be enjoyed on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, I heard that if you log into your uh, cable and Comedy Central, it's on there too. Ah, okay. That's what I heard. I don't know how true that is. I haven't checked. Well, it, but you it have to have cable does. to do that. Yeah, it usually does. Whereas uh, with Peacock, it's a streaming service on Comedy Central all the time. Yeah. So. Interesting. I think that's that's us. I know yeah. it's a shorter episode, but. You can blame me for drinking the other sparkling. Yeah. Kiara drank the other drink they were supposed to have on here to well, compare and contrast. Drink these. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have been real upset because these are two of my favorite ones They're that they so had. They're so good. Uh, definitely the first one. The first one was the one we had when we were touring the whole place. We were yes. in like a four wheeler going all across their property uh, to the, through the grapes and everything, and it was fantastic. Like, it was I, so awesome. I wanted more of it, and it was really, really good. Yeah. Faith, it's a Faith did a game. really good job. All right, she's so knowledgeable. Yeah. It was awesome. And we we like to talk about weird shit, too, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. She was into it. <laughs> definitely. We're going to have to get her on the pod. We're definitely going to have to get John and Mia on oh, the pod, too. Oh, for sure. When they, right before they open. Um, right before they open, so we can do one of those. If you guys are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys. That is us. And... Stay tipsy. Stay tipsy, guys. Cheers.